Hi, I'm Tom Marks with the Marks Law Firm in Orlando, Florida, and welcome to the Healthy Family Law Attorney. So today I have a special guest, a former circuit court judge, who's going to talk to us about court and mediation. So Julio Kane is a retired circuit court judge after 18 years on the bench. She served in the business court, civil, family, and criminal divisions. She, uh, she actually won the uh, Gary Foreman Award for Judicial Excellence from the Central Florida Association of Criminal Defense Lawyers in 2010. She's presided over hundreds of jury trials and non-jury trials. All family law cases involve non-jury trials that are tried by judges exclusively. Uh, uh, she's done a wide variety of civ uh, civil and family disputes. So she's been recognized by her bio is lengthy. She's on the advisory board of the legal studies program at the University of Central Florida, the paralegal studies program at Valencia State College. She's a Florida court, uh, Supreme Court certified uh, mediator. So Julie, welcome to the channel. Thank you, Tom, happy to be here. I'm so thrilled to have you on the channel because I think you are uniquely situated to talk to our audience about some of the pros and cons of court and mediation and your, uh, your experience. Um, it's, it's really, my purpose is because I believe families matter. I want to provide hope and help to families to successfully navigate the family law process in a healthy way. And I think you can talk to us about that today. So Let's start with your experience in the courtroom as a trial judge in a family law case. What are some of the pitfalls or obstacles that you saw that uh, family law um, clients had to go through in court? Well, as you know, Tom, um, being in a courtroom can be a very intimidating setting for a lot of folks, particularly folks who are not used to coming to court. Uh, in family law cases, as you mentioned, the judge is making all of the decisions. There's no jury of six people that are deciding the fate of this family. Um, and oftentimes people come to court with unrealistic expectations of what they think the judge is going to do. Um, of course, the judge is going to follow the law, and in family law, we have some very specific rules and statutes that govern. Um, and so, you know, the biggest challenge I see is when folks come in with unrealistic expectations about what the judge uh, can or cannot do. Um, and the other thing for the litigants is that there's really no certainty in their outcome once they let the judge determine what their fate of their family is going to be. It's not like you and I right now are having a conversation about what's best for the family. Of course, the, the judge has to apply the law in terms of children, what's in the best interest of the children. And that may be different than what the parents think it might be. And so there's a lot of uncertainty that goes along with, with a family coming to court and asking a judge uh, what, what decisions should be made uh, for their family. And so I think mediation is a better way to go. Yeah, right. I mean, I really try to prepare my clients when we go to court um, to have reasonable expectations. And what, one of the, I think, expectations that clients have is that they're going to be able to just go in and tell you their story. And it's going to be like unlimited and you have all the time in the world. And, you know, you're just it's going to go on and on. And in reality, there's a lot of rules in the courtroom, right? Rules of evidence. And they don't just 
get to tell their story. They have to answer questions. Tell our audience some of the limitations that they have, some of the restrictions in the court process when they're in trial. Sure. So, well, first of all, we have rules of procedure and those guide the filings of the pleadings and who gets to speak first. Uh, That would be the petitioner in most cases. Um, And then we have rules of evidence. And so not everything that everyone wants to present to a judge actually comes into the evidence or is something the judge can consider. So, you know, lots of people have heard about hearsay. Um, It's, you know, a term that's sort of thrown around um, amongst folks that don't know, you know, really what it is. But really, hearsay precludes someone from coming in and telling me what five other people said. Actually, those five other people have to come into court and kind of tell me what their story is. And so, um, as you mentioned, we don't have all day for a particular trial um, and we don't have as much time as everybody would like, although we do have some trials that last more than a day. But we have a finite amount of time and we can't hear all aspects of everything that most people want to talk about. And so, um, I mean, I certainly remember cases where the litigants came in, particularly folks that don't have an attorney, and they really just want to be heard, Tom. They they want their story to be heard. They want the court to feel that they are justified in their request. They want us to know how important their children are to them. And we do the best we can as judges with the limited amount of time that we have. But there definitely are lots of rules, rules of evidence, rules of procedure, substantive law that really limit, in some cases, the, the evidence or the information the court can hear to make a decision. Right. There's so many restrictions in court. And uh, t- time is probably one of the, the primary ones where I mean, we might just get a half a day and, and this is like the parties are, let's say they're having a custody battle and under the statute, I've done videos on the 20 factors that you've got to present to the court and the court has to make findings of fact and pro se litigants, those who don't have lawyers don't really know the law. Right. So it makes your job kind of difficult because you, I guess, have to try to determine uh, what those factors are from what they're testimony is. Right. So one of the good things about being a judge in family court is that since we are the decision makers, particularly with pro se folks, um, because they're unfamiliar with the law in most cases, I mean, we can ask questions uh, to hopefully get us the information that we need to uh, make, you know, uh, complete rulings on whether it be time sharing or child support or equitable distribution. Um, but you're right. I and mean, the amount of time we have is limited. Uh, and so oftentimes we just don't have as much time as people would like us to have to tell us the complete story about their family. Right. Absolutely. So let's contrast court, trial, hearings, all of the legal matters with going to mediation. You now have um, a mediation LLC that you started. You can tell us about that and tell us some of the benefits of mediation. Sure. So um, as you mentioned at the beginning of the show, I uh, retired after 18 years as a circuit judge. That was in October of last year. And I started a mediation business. And, um, you know, in mediation, Tom, like today, we get to have a conversation about your family, right? We don't necessarily have the same time limitations. We certainly don't have the rules of procedure or the rules of evidence. And we have a lot more time to really have a conversation uh, amongst the parties and the lawyers so that we can focus on what's important for uh, this family, 
uh, and make the decisions that need to be made in a in a neutral environment. It's less stressful. It's much more casual. You know, now that we're doing a lot on Zoom, people are you know in the comfort of their home or their home offices working, and so we really can do a lot more in mediation. And sometimes even the judge can do, um, given what the what the law is. Right. So you you started O'Kane Mediation and Arbitration, right. and. The thing I love about mediation is we can be so creative. We, we can um, make solutions for a family that really fits their needs um, and is so much more than you could do in court because you have to follow the law, which is very rigid in a family law case or really any litigation case. Um, so as a family law attorney, I guess I'm saying, uh, going to mediation says, wow, we have so many more solutions that we can come up with that a court couldn't. So um, tell us some of your experiences as a family law mediator. Well, the one thing um, that I would share with everyone is that there's a lot more flexibility and creativity, as you mentioned, and we really can focus on what is the most important thing for this family. And you have to recognize that a lot of times these families are, um, you know, dissolving after many years of marriage. There's there's a, um, you know, the children are obviously upset about it. And so the focus is what can we do to make life as easy as possible for these children who both parents still care about, right? Um, and so in my experience um, with some family law cases, sometimes they can be mediated too early, um, meaning one of the one of the parents is not emotionally ready to make these final decisions about the family. Um, oftentimes the, the mediation is coming after many years of litigation. And so folks are really, really to get it resolved as opposed to going to their trial 30 days later. Um, and so, as you know, every family is unique and every case is unique that comes to, um, to family mediation. But um, I've enjoyed working on the cases that I've had so far, and we, we have been able to come up with some creative solutions, I think, that work for uh, all of the families that, whose cases I've addressed. Yeah, I think that's a great point about timing. Uh, because the parties really have to be kind of ready for it. It's important right. for the lawyers to prepare their clients to give them kind of like reasonable expectations of what they can and sometimes cannot do even in mediation. So it can be really a healthy uh, alternative to court. And most cases really do settle by mediation. And, you know, you, if you don't settle in the first mediation, um, sometimes you have a second mediation. Right. Sometimes even a third. So it doesn't all have to happen in that first one. So I, I really like the healthy aspect of it. And I always ask my uh, guest on the channel, do you have a healthy tip for our audience today? Sure. Well, uh, I think for me, um, you know, mental health is just as important as physical health. And I'm sure lots of your guests have talked about physical health issues. And I know you're a big physical health person, but I think it's important for everyone to take five or 10 minutes every day if they have the time. I mean, our lives are just so hectic and so busy. But if you can take five or 10 minutes every day to just be still, and what I mean by that is not necessarily physically still, but shut off your phone, shut off the TV, you know, step away from your computer, you know, sit out on the on the back porch or the front porch of your home and just listen to the birds and, you know, the background noise and just really kind of be still and, and you know, rid yourself of whatever stress you've had from the day. And so I try to do that every day at some point. Um, 
um, whether it be in the morning or the afternoon or the evening. Um, and really it just, um, you know, gives me a chance to breathe without all the noise of the busyness of our days. So I encourage everyone to do that. And that's a great tip. I think um, I do that every day. I take a walk in my landscape. I have a lot of fruit trees. Everybody knows I've got a lot of avocado <laughs> trees. I've recently learned how to graft my avocado trees. I actually just posted a video on Wednesday of me grafting for the first time as I learned how to do that in, in my Congratulations. landscape. Yeah, thanks. It's kind of, I don't know, it's, it's kind of my passion, but it's also very therapeutic for mm -hmm. me. So that's a great tip. Um, for our audience, if you like this video, please hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit that bell icon. Um, if you have any comments that you'd like to leave for Julie or for me, uh, do that below or questions. We'll be happy to get back to you on that. And with that, Julie, thank you so much for being on the channel today. You're welcome. Thanks for the invitation, Tom. Great to see you. It's great to see you too. And we'll see everybody in our video next week. Thanks. Bye-bye.